Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. As always, my name is Mung. Hey guys, it's the Los. Welcome to the NFC West edition. The Denver Broncos ready to talk about Peyton Manning and his pals. You mean the AFC West? Quick snaps! <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the Denver Broncos on our quick snaps. Quick snaps, 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 snaps. And of course, we need to start with the man in Denver, Peyton Manning. So, oh, I thought you were talking about Dan the man. <laughs> well, I am that here, too. By the way, so w- let's talk about Peyton. He is a pretty surefire future Hall of Famer, um, but he is towards the end of this. Excuse me, the end of his career. In fact, this season could be his last, and he is still getting drafted in the fourth round on average. Um, am I crazy, or is that way too high? Well, you're crazy, but it is also way too high. Um, so where do you have him in your quarterback rankings for this year? For me, he's, uh, he's quarterback number six. Okay. So I actually have him uh, a one spot higher and quarterback five. Um, however, I don't think that he should be, uh, going as early as he is, because I really think that that second tier of quarterbacks behind luck and Rogers is, kind of a crapshoot because you've got russell wilson there uh ben roethlisberger um that kind of rounds out my top five and i think that peyton is being drafted as the qb3 on average in round four and i just don't get it yeah i actually miscounted he's my quarterback number five as well um i i thought i had one more finger than i did apparently not (laughs) Uh, um do we need to go back to basics here aebc it's easy as one, two, three. See, exactly. And then four, six, five. I just forgot which which order those numbers came in. <laughs> um, yeah, I would push him about two rounds past where he's being taken. Um, as I've said a number of times, I don't take quarterback early, especially because I have a quarterback or two in my head that I'm targeting late in drafts. Um, Peyton Manning, uh, spoiler alert, is not his name. Um, he still has you know, the playmakers around him. Sanders, Anderson, Thomas, but not the other Thomas, of course. Um, He will still produce. He will have big weeks. I doubt we're going to see anything like that crazy six-week, six-touchdown week or anything like that again. Um, They want to run the ball more in Denver. Now, don't let that make you think that they're not going to throw the ball, but they will be running the ball more. Yeah, I think that Peyton Manning is getting underrated in some ways and overrated in others. Um, And by that, I mean that last year, he kind of trailed off the second half of the season, especially the last few games. But, uh, you know, it's been well documented that he had a quad tear for those last few games. And that is probably the main reason that, you know, he didn't perform up to standards. Uh, in terms of producing fantasy numbers, I do think that he's still going to be a clear, um, you know, mid-tier uh, and possibly even top QB. I just don't think that he is uh, worth his current ADP. You're definitely not going to lose your league if you spend that on Peyton Manning, but you better be damn sure that you're doing a good job with all your other picks. 
All right. So what are your thoughts about Brock Osweiler? Because he's it's not quite his time yet. But assuming that the Denver Broncos keep him, do you think that he's, uh, you know, a potential quarterback one in fantasy leagues this time next year? No, I truly don't think so. As a matter of fact, if he became the quarterback, Demarius Thomas's value starts to plummet's a strong word, but he falls out of the first round at the very least for me. See, I'm not so sure about that. I, I like what I've seen out of Brock Osweiler so far in preseason games. Um, Obviously, it is the preseason, but I think that he has the poise and the talent to be a good quarterback in this league, um, especially with Gary Kubiak as uh, the guy in Denver now, because look at what he was able to do with Matt Schaub. Uh, and arguably, uh, Brock, Os- excuse me, Brock Osweiler is going to have a ton of weapons still to help him kind of ease into that situation. Yeah. I'd like to see it happen in a, in a live game. If Peyton Manning goes down, then we'll find out very, very quickly exactly what Brock Osweiler has to offer. Okay. Well, for the purposes of redraft this year, we don't really need to worry about Osweiler just yet. Not just yet. Okay. So let's talk about uh, the guy that there's that has sparked so much debate the last few months, C.J. Anderson. His current ADP is in... You know the the late first round. Uh, are you buying into C.J. Anderson? I am buying into C.J. Anderson as a late first rounder. I think he's a valuable add to a team. Um, I've gone a little back and forth. I've waffled a little bit on this, just seeing that Anderson got this job because of opportunity, because of injury. Um, there's been some coach speak about Ronnie Hillman looking great, but I really do think that C.J. Anderson has the job right now unless he overtly loses it due to injury or due to absolute ineffectiveness monte ball i think is out of the picture um ronnie hillman is is a decent late late round ad but yeah cj anderson late first round um both ppr and standard in my opinion wow okay so you're all in on the cj anderson train only because in the late first round i can know i can lock somebody in that i definitely want early second as well Okay. Um, you know, I certainly wouldn't fault you. I do think that Anderson's a very talented guy. The one play that always stands out to me when I'm evaluating him is just how much he wants it. Uh, you know, in that playoff game uh, versus the Colts in Denver, when it was fourth and short, uh, CJ Anderson got contacted two or three times, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. And somehow, you know, he just kept pushing forward and he got that first down when the team needed it the most. And that's the kind of player that he is. Um, I will say this though, if I do, uh, if I don't like any of the guys going around uh, his draft spot, and I'm up in a draft, uh, I would take him. However, you can be damn sure that I'm going to spend a later pick on Ronnie Hillman because I think that he is clearly the second guy there now. Yep, you basically said exactly what I said. We're we're in agreement, um, except that I like Anderson a little better, I guess. Yeah, I, I just see guys going after him like a Calvin Johnson or an A.J. Green um, or even a Randall Cobb now that Jordy Nelson's done for the season. And I just I'm not sure if I want to gamble as much on him if there's a surefire stud top 10 wide receiver there. Sure. Um, that said, you can probably get that surefire stud right there and and potentially have a shot at him as your second pick early in the second round um if you can do that 
I would definitely do that. Uh, like I said, I've started to I've started to come around in this preseason on C.J. Anderson, not because of anything I've seen on the field, but just because I've started to really settle in and really start to understand what I think this Broncos team is going to want to do with the football. Um, C.J. Anderson is a guy to watch. Sure, and I certainly can't fault you because we've all seen what Gary Kubek has done with his running backs, and it's pretty much guaranteed fantasy gold. Yeah, absolutely. Fantasy, fan, it's a fantasy gold mine in Denver. Um, the other thing that sort of has increased my my like in um, in CJ Anderson is my I, I think I think the uh, third tier, second tier running backs is so vast that just the sheer number of them might devalue each other and make CJ Anderson an even better commodity. Where at the end of the year or in those tight games where every little point counts. The Broncos running back might be the guy to get you over that hump. Yeah, I could see that. I think I'm higher on some of those, you know, third, fourth round running backs, uh, a little bit higher on those guys than you are. And that's why I don't necessarily think that I would need to take Anderson in the late first. Um, But I definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, So we've already discussed Ronnie Hillman. We both like him as the, you know, handcuff, so to speak. Uh, What about uh, Monte Ball and Jawan Thompson, who both of both guys have gotten hyped up before. Uh, We saw Monte Ball kind of crash and burn last year, but people do forget that he was recovering from, you know, his uh, getting his appendix taken out. And while it's not a major surgery that does go in, uh, you know, that weakens your core muscles. And, you know, that's very important for you to kind of, uh, especially for a running back, to really push off and kind of tighten up. Uh, what do you think about Monte Ball or Juwan Thompson? Are, are they worth a, a late round pick for you? I don't think so. Um, Ronnie Hellman is going to be a late round, round enough pick. Um, and if I don't get him, I'm not really too concerned about burning another pick on, on the number three running back out there. I really think that it's a, a one and very close to sort of situation. If C.J. Anderson goes down, I'm confident starting Ronnie Hillman as a running back one. I'm not confident in Juwan Thompson or definitely not Monte Ball. Okay. I think that if I had a roster spot to burn, even if I already had Ronnie Hillman, I would probably take a chance on one of those guys just because you never know what's going to happen. That said, uh, let's move on to the tight end position. Uh, As we all know, Julius Thomas is now with uh, the Miami Dolphins. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the other uh, Florida team over (laughs) there. You almost had me. You tried to get me there. Um, so what do you think about Owen Daniels and Virgil Green? I don't think they are the sort of talent that um, that Julius Thomas is, uh, obviously. I think Owen Daniels might have some value as, you know, a, as a starting tight end, but not somebody that I'm going out of my way to draft again. Um, Virgil Green, he was, I, in the preseason, a lot of people were thinking about him as the blocking sort of tight end, whereas his build is actually closer to Julius Thomas's, uh, of course. Um, but I, I just think they're probably going to split each other's value in a, in a Kobe Flynn or Dwayne Allen sort of picture. Yeah. Um, I couldn't have put that any better. Uh, I think that you've pretty much taken the words right out of my mouth. Uh, if anything, I would rather take a shot on Virgil green later than Owen Daniels at his current, you know, ADP. Uh, I do think that Daniels isn't necessarily, worth his ADP right now where he's going in on average the late seventh round uh in standard and late eighth and PPR. Wow. 
So what do you think about the wide receivers? Uh, Demarius, I, I, we don't probably need to talk too much about him. He's a lock for a top five guy, especially with Kubiak's tendency to target. Definitely. I think he's, he's a, uh, has a good chance to have 10 plus touchdowns again, even if they're going to quote unquote, change the offense. I think he's a lock for 10 plus touchdowns. Um, even more so with Julius Thomas gone. Yeah, um, so he's a definite top five wide receiver. What about Emmanuel Sanders? I don't... Well, what do you think about him? I think that he'll be a fine low-end wide receiver, too. The problem is that's not what he's being drafted as. Uh, He's being taken in the late third round. Let me see. He's being taken as the wide receiver... 14 or 15 right now so he's being taken as a mid to high end wide receiver too and i just don't know if he's worth that kind of uh price right now given you know what he's going to produce he even he came out and said that he's probably not going to have as many catches or yards this year um i think that he's still going to be you know a, a integral piece for the denver offense i just don't know if he's going to produce the type of fantasy numbers that he did last year See, I actually disagree. Um, if he keeps going with that mindset, though, he might just push himself into doing that because, you know, you dress for the job you want, not the job you got. And if he's talking about that he thinks his production is going to go down, then he might get in his own head. I think his production is going to stay pretty much level, and that has a lot to do with the loss of Julius Thomas and Wes Welker, who soaked up a good number of targets, uh, about 120, 125 targets right there. Um Peyton's not going to be throwing as much this year as last year. However, they're more so going to go to Emmanuel Sanders versus guys like Jacob or, um, guys like Virgil Green and Owen Daniels. Uh, I think Cody Latimer will come in and probably make up some of the lost value in Wes Welker, but I'm not overly, overly excited by his prospects. Okay, I, I mean, I certainly do think that Sanders is still you know a low-end wide receiver, too. I just... I guess for me, I don't like his draft price. Let me let me ask you this then, in terms of a would you rather, I'll name some sure. guys, uh, some wide receivers that are going after him. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Right there. I mean, I have them in that same group. I would take whoever. You're going to say DeAndre Hopkins. You're going to say Brandon Cooks. You're going to say not Mike Evans. You're going to who else are you going to so say? So Andre Johnson. Yeah, same group. Uh Amari Cooper. I'd rather have him than Amari Cooper. Okay, I would agree there. Um, what about Julian Edelman PPR? No, I'd rather have Emmanuel. Okay. Um, what about Jarvis Landry? No, I'd rather have Emmanuel. Okay. I think that, you know, he's fine in terms of the wide receivers. I would agree with you that I would take him over most of the guys that we just talked about. Um, the problem becomes where... Uh, you know, the other positions that are available right around his draft price, which is currently in, you know, the late third round. I think that at that point, um, Jimmy Graham is going around there. I think I would rather take a shot on him than Sanders. Um, and also Mark Ingram. Uh, and I know that there's a guy that you like a lot. What about Joseph Randall if he's there in the late third? 
Sure, you actually make a really good point there in terms of uh, the valuation. I would rather take Jimmy Graham there. I would rather take Mark Ingram there. And I actually would also want to take a shot at Joseph Randall there. Um, it sounds like we're valuing him at a very similar spot. It's just you're not excited about it where I, I sort of am happy about him there. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I, if a guy is saying to you know, the general public that I'm, I don't think I'm going to be getting as many yards as I did last year, that's telling because they know the kind of snaps they're getting. They know the kind of targets they're getting, the kind of routes they're running. Um, and if this is, you know, kind of like when Roddy White says, hey, if I didn't practice this week, don't don't start me for your fantasy team. And Emmanuel Sanders isn't necessarily straight up saying that. But if that's the impression that he's been getting from the new playbook, uh, from camp, from practice, you know, that's I, I feel like that's a little bit telling for me. But that goes all the way out the window if their new offense is ineffective. Then Peyton Manning runs that offense and takes over. Sure, but I, I do think that with Von Miller back, uh, you know, the Broncos defense in general is going to be quite good as well. And I do think that they're going to try to run a little bit more and have their defense, um, you know, hold the opposing team uh, to a to a lower score. And as a result, they are not going to need to throw as much. And that means that Peyton's Mannings are going to be slightly depressed. And I think that Sanders numbers are going to go down as well. Sure, but it's not as if they didn't run the ball much last year. They ran the ball about 450 times. Sure. I mean, you do make a good point there. I think that we're just going to have to you know, agree to disagree on Sanders. Um, um, but we, we do agree. It's just that I, I like it, but you, you don't like it, but we would take him at the exact same <laughs> spot. Okay, maybe, it, maybe it's a mental thing for me. I, I guess I'm just uh, not excited to take him where he's going um whereas i'm excited if this guy who has potential for 100 catches falls after all these name receivers another guy that probably would have went ahead of him before you know before this last week is kelvin benjamin i would have gladly watched somebody take kelvin benjamin while i took emmanuel sanders the pick after okay i mean i i won't argue with that i definitely like sanders a lot more than benjamin even before his ACL See, there tear. you go buddy we'll get you to come around <laughs> all right i mean I, and you know i think this is a come great on, example somebody peed in your emmanuel sanders flicks <laughs> i've never heard i've never heard anyone use that analogy before <laughs> But we we've heard weirder stuff from Los, okay? Yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Okay. See, we cheered him up. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, okay. Uh, all right. I'm good. <laughs> um, I do think that this is a, a really good example, not to be you know too set in your opinion of a player or your rankings, though, because I guess talking it out more, I, I am a little bit higher on Sanders than I originally thought I was in my mind, and I think that that's a good thing to keep in mind as you go into draft season, and that is that you know always be open to new information, and if if somebody says something that you know makes sense to you, your rankings are definitely a fluid thing that you should be reevaluating daily see buddy just smile <laughs> all right i i will say you have uh you have convinced me a little bit on sanders there we go 
So what what about Cody Latimer? He's gotten hyped up a ton. Uh, you know, people wanted him to break out last year. Now he does have some opportunity with Julius Thomas gone, Eric Decker gone. Uh, what do you think about him, you know, as the third wide receiver and, you know, especially as, you know, a goal line or red zone threat? Sure. Like I said, I, I like Cody Latimer to go in. He's going to get some looks. I don't think he's going to be taking that many looks from the offense. He's probably going to be very similar to Wes Welker has been um, this last year where Wes Welker had about 50 catches. He's going to have some catches. He's probably going to have about four to five touchdowns in games that you won't expect him to score in whatsoever. Um and that's one of the reasons that I still like Emmanuel Sanders, and I definitely like Demarius Thomas with uh, with um, Julius Thomas out of the picture. Yeah, I think that Latimer's ADP is about right. You know, he's going super late, thirteenth, fourteenth round in drafts, and I think that I put him in that same category as guys like Philip Dorsett and Dante Moncrief and Terrence Williams, where you know he could definitely go off one week uh you just never know and they're going to be an inconsistent you know wide receiver four type option for you are you going to be starting him that week no i mean uh, it depends on my other options especially if you know i i have a lot of injuries what have you i do think oh sure sure avoiding extraneous situations yeah as an upside guy in the 13th 14th round i'd be i'd be willing to take a shot on him see do you think he is a wide receiver handcuff i absolutely do oh i don't think he is at all i mean but look at what denver has behind their wide receivers they've got andre caldwell nathan palmer uh i do like jordan norwood he's he got a little bit of hype earlier in practice camp um i just don't know that uh you know any of those guys are really going to see a ton of action i do think that latimer uh, has learned the offense better at this point uh, in his second year, and I do think that he would be a quote-unquote wide receiver handcuff. See, I don't believe that. I believe if one of the wide receiver gets hurt, that increases the running back's value. And the and the if DT gets hurt, Emmanuel's value goes up and, and Anderson's value goes up. And the same is true in the opposite. I don't really think that it bumps Latimer up. Okay. Um, either way, you know, he's not a guy that you're going to draft before the very, very late few rounds of your draft. Sure. He may be a guy that I may be dead wrong about. Um, people add him in free agency in their leagues, and he's one of those free agent ads that gets you to the championship. Yeah. So what do you think about the Denver Broncos defense this year? They've got uh, Demarcus Ware and Von Miller. Uh, yeah. they've got Brandon Marshall and Danny Trevathan at linebacker, not, you know, the receiver Brandon Marshall, who always gets confused with the linebacker. Um, Brandon Marshall might be able to play a linebacker though. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think Guy's he, a beast. he could. Um, and they have a keep to leave and, you know, TJ Ward in the secondary. And one of the guys, Chris Harris, who is one of the most underrated cornerbacks, he is a, a shutdown top cornerback in the league and he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Yeah, I actually for a while thought that he was the Bears' former Chris Harris and, and they switched positions. I don't remember him being drafted. I don't remember him being touted at all. And he is a playmaker, a difference maker on the football field. That's my own fault for not realizing. Yeah, so I, I think the Broncos' defense is, is a top 10 defense this year. I think they're definitely top 10. They're pushing my top five. 
Okay, well, let's wrap up the Denver Broncos then for this episode of Quick Snaps. Quick Snaps, 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 Snaps. So, as always, if you have more questions for us, we are more than happy to address them on Twitter. You can follow me at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And I'm at FFA underscore Los, L-O-S. Be sure to hashtag your questions at hashtag FFA and then follow all three of us on the Twitter, including at FFA underscore Dan. Dan, the man, our, our pretty decent producer. He does an okay job for us over there. You know, better than mediocre at the very least. Um, follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast so that you can get this podcast, all the subsequent podcasts in which we lead into different teams, what's left in the league, all the, t- all the podcasts where we talk about the prior teams. If you're listening to us at work, if you're listening to us on your drive, we thank you very much. All right, guys. Thanks again. Peace out, addicts. Thank you.